Also this spring, we'll get Sherelle Moore's first spring game scrimmage with Michigan football. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. He is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Sign. What are you doing, big man? How's it going? Great to be here. All right, buddy. It's going well. Uh, Juwan Howard in Michigan yesterday, they give us the moral victory half. It's a new tradition where Michigan will play well for a half, and you're like, you know what? They're hanging with them. I, I think they're good. I think this is okay. And then they just collapse. And I really think a lot of it is coaching. It's not like the talent disappears from one half to the next. But when you look at Painter, when you look at Izzo, when you look at these opposing coaches, Juwan Howard just gets school time and time again. Yeah, I mean, they they didn't quite collapse as hard in this game as they have in some others, and I give them credit for that. Um, you know, But at the same time, they just couldn't get over the hump against Purdue, and you know, they were undersized down low in foul trouble. Both Will Cheddar and Terrace Reed fall out. You're playing zone, but that opens the door for a lot of offensive rebounds for Purdue, and they cashed in with 24-second chance points. And it's just going to be tough to win with kind of, you know, you're a little bit decimated with a couple injuries, and then you also are battling foul trouble. And, you know, let's face it, Purdue's, you know, infinity times better than Michigan this year anyway, even though Michigan kept it close and, and kind of made it a game a little bit, um, you know, including down the stretch, you know, eight points, six points but not able to get over that hump. I mean, they, the interesting thing is now is you go at Rutgers on Thursday, you go at Ohio State on Sunday, and you may have Doug McDaniel back for those road games. So at least from an offensive perspective, they were pretty good on, uh, on Sunday. It was one of their better offensive performances in a couple months, and you can at least carry that over with some game-to-game continuity in these upcoming games if you do have Doug McDaniel. It's spring break. He should be able to play in the road games that they said they were going to find find out today on that and no official word yet. But it seems like that was kind of the tea leaves the whole time. And, uh, you know, they're not going to save their season the next two. They're sitting at eight and 20. But I guess you got to look for, uh, you know, any potential positives as they go, you know, down the stretch here. And I'm having a tough time dealing with the coach speak from Howard afterwards. Like these guys have heart and they're playing hard. I really do. Yeah, it was an interesting, interesting comment. He said, "If Hart was on the box score, we would have won with Hart." Oh God, and, I don't need you know, that coach speak. I, yeah, it's like you know, I I get it, and his team did play hard, and they were shorthanded. And guys like Will Cheddar, who missed the game on Thursday because of the flu, he gutted it out. And there were literally times when he was gassed, just getting up and down the floor at different points. So I, I give his team credit for that. But you know, like you and I have talked about, I mean, competing is is kind of a prerequisite. And you should be a lot better than, than they are this year. And, you know, I, I understand what he's doing. But, yeah, that quote, uh, it didn't land too well, I think, with a lot of people online. What's your best guess? Next year, when the season starts for Michigan basketball, is Howard still the head coach? Yeah, I mean, it's I, – I would say it's probably about 50-50. But, you know, I mean, look – you look at the results the last two years and they haven't been pretty. And I think that, you know, it's similar to a lot of teams around the country, like Ohio state that have made a change, right. With similar results over two seasons. Now they did win more early on in Jawan Howard's tenure coming off the John Beeline era than, you know, some other coaches did like Chris Holtman at Ohio state. 
Um, but Ward Manuel has been loyal to different coaches in the past. He, you know, look, uh, when you have a former player as the coach, you know, Fab Five member, I don't think it's going to be an easy decision for him. Um, you know, I know a lot of people want to go in another direction, but it's, it's going to be Ward Manuel's call unless something crazy happens and, and he's not here, then uh, I guess you just have to wait and see. It's kind of a coin flip to me. Let's move on talk about Jerome Moore, spring football of Michigan. Well, what's the vibe, uh, the real behind-the-scenes story you're getting when it comes to this team and Sharon Moore and these new coaches? Yeah, it's interesting. They start. They still have three weeks until they start things up, so it's winter conditioning right now. Um, you know, in terms of the vibe, it, it just feels like it, Sharon Moore specifically, you know, is – and he said this in his first speech – to the team after he took over. He said, yeah, we lose a lot. Everyone wants to talk about that. But, you know, we also bring back a lot of talent too. And, you know, we won the national championship last year and they want to carry that over. So I think that's been a kind of a motivating factor for them heading into spring ball. It'll be interesting to see what, you know, what happens with the quarterback battle during spring ball. You have a bunch of guys there with not a ton of experience. Uh, you, you have to fill some other holes on the offense. The defense brings back a lot of talent. So I think they're hungry to prove that, you know, almost similar to a couple of years ago when they lost Aiden Hutchinson and a bunch of guys on that defense and had to revamp it. And then they had a great year defensively. You know, not saying that's going to happen with the offense or, or this team in general, but it feels like that's kind of the mentality that they're taking, that, hey, we do have enough here. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, the Collective, the NIL, I had Ballas on the show last Friday, spent the entire broadcast with us. Uh, will Michigan be a true contender for every recruit when it comes to NIL money? How far down the list? If we had to do the top 25 of NIL money, collectives, and college football today, what level does Michigan football fall under? Yeah, that's a great question because it's hard to get an exact answer. When you look at every different fan base around the country, every fan thinks that their, their specific team's NIL is no good. And anytime they lose a recruit, it's, it's because of NIL. And, I mean, there has to be some validity to it, right? I mean, that's what's happening right now in college football. And I think Michigan's probably closer to 25 than they are one, which is a concern uh, because you won the national championship, you won 40 of your last 43 games. There's no reason why you shouldn't be at a higher level. And we know Michigan has a great alumni base, uh, extremely big fan base that is extremely supportive. And, you know, so I think one of the biggest issues has been kind of the donors, you know, not knowing exactly should I continue to give to, um, you know, development with the university, build for facilities and new locker rooms and, that sort of thing, or should I be given to the NIL collective? And they probably need better leadership, uh, you know, or, or the leadership, you know, at least sending a more clear message, having better communication for, to these donors for uh, where to put their money. And if you look at recruiting, I mean, a lot of it has to do with money now. And Michigan, despite all its recent successes, finishing kind of with classes in the top, you know, top 15, top 20, as opposed to even what they were before NIL came, you know, which is top, top eight, top nine, you know, sometimes top 12 types of classes. So I think there's, it's pretty clear. Uh, the, the evidence tells us that they're, they're pretty behind there. They have, you know, made some steps recently to 
try to improve that. They're partnering with a consulting firm that has really done a, a good job from what we've heard at other universities to boost their NIL. So it seems like they're taking steps, but man, it feels like it has taken too long. They were not prepared, uh, in my opinion, at least when all this came out a couple of years ago. All right, so everybody's screaming and yelling when Adam Schefter put out the news that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago with Michigan setting an NFL combine record for having 18 players invited to the combine. I said, yeah, like they had to cheat to win the national championship. People are going, they're still going crazy. I was just checking Twitter at the last break. They're going nuts. That Harbaugh, he was already... Uh, suspended twice for cheating, that he has been found to be connected. They're all through it's Twitter. They all can lie through their teeth or DMs. And I'm thinking, is this done? Is it, it, Could Sharon Moore end up taking some heat from this situation or Michigan football? It is the Connor Stallions cheating scandal, alleged cheating scandal, is that in the rearview mirror for Michigan football? Yeah, and the people yelling and screaming also don't understand the nuance. And everyone does it, right? When it was Kansas basketball, I'm sure you know a lot of people that are defending Michigan now were, were yelling and screaming about them. So I understand that part of it. I don't think it's in the rear view. I mean, they haven't been dealt a notice of allegations yet, but I, you know, I think it's still the fact that they're still investigating and trying to look into this kind of tells you that maybe they don't have as much on Michigan as uh, you know, as maybe they originally thought they were going to find out, or or some people think is there, and and whatever. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, most likely, you know, from every credible voice I've heard is that they'll probably face some sort of fine. But in terms of head coach responsibility, with Jim Harbaugh no longer here, that's not going to fall on Jerome Moore unless there's there's something showed that that he had involvement in it. So it, it it doesn't feel like it's going to have a huge impact going forward. And yeah, you're right. The reason why they were good is because they had great players and great coaches. A lot of them earned an opportunity now to go to the NFL, both players and coaches, 18 of them. They might have three or four first-round picks next year when you look at guys like Will Johnson, Mason Graham, Colson Loveland, and Kenneth Grant. So, you know, people can give me a break with the whole, you know, the, the reason why they won was that. Oh, they took Connor Stallings away anyway. You know, They're calling they, me they Big House Bill. The They're calling me Big House Bill now on Twitter. <laughs> Call me Big House. Bill knows there should be an asterisk next to the uh, national championship line. Uh, and I, you know what that is? And I'll be honest here. It's Michigan State and it's yeah. Ohio State fans and maybe a few SEC fans sprinkled in. Well, we'll go. If I'm looking at my three-layer cake, it's totally a, the biggest layer Ohio State fans. Then there's some oh, green and white, down. you know, uh, lemon, lemon lime uh, second layer, and then the small little layer, uh, angry Alabama fans, right there. There's no doubt, and the Ohio State fans, and, and the fact that this may have started by, you know, whoever hired the private investigative firm, anyway. Oh, you mean the you private know, investigative firm that might be connected to the Day family? Oh yeah, exactly. So okay. the fact. <laughs> You know, Ohio State fans just didn't want to believe that they were able to lose two or three straight years to Michigan, but it's a reality, and they had to find some sort of excuse, it seems like. That's why they're the loudest. They've been the loudest in our Twitter mentions, too. It's the same thing. Oh, they're just like, I'm telling you. I mean, I'm looking at state of Ohio pest control 
And we go, hello, can we help you? Yeah, what can I do to get rid of these gnats on Twitter? Okay. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, oh, hold on. You can publicly announce and you celebrate on your same Twitter feed that Ohio State spent $13 million on players to come play, which is pay-to-play and not an IL, but God forbid there's a cheeseburger or a sick kid during COVID that they talk to, or God forbid that Connor Stallions has an iPhone 70 yards away. Oh, oh, wait a minute. It's Connor Stallions, we think, on the sidelines at Michigan State CMU. But uh, how many months later? September, October, November, December, January, February. We still don't know who was on the sidelines. My God, there's a Pruder film from Kennedy assassination. We got that quicker. Yeah, it's like it's like Michigan got pulled over for going five over. Yet you got Ohio State and, and Alabama and Ole Miss and Oregon flying by at, at 20, 30 miles an hour. 13 million. They announced that they're openly, they're paying players. C.J. Stroud, they were showing his roles or Bentley from last year. I mean, come on. Right. Or two years ago, whatever it was. Oh, right. gosh. I'm just like, it, it's, it's driving me nuts. You know, Bill Self, FBI wiretaps, FBI. Oh, yeah, we know how the FBI and DOJ treat Americans, don't we? Yeah, nothing. He gets he gets a lifetime contract, and he can steal Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. And I like Bill Self. I, I, I used to play basketball with them when I was working in Oklahoma. Oh, Did he have any hair? What? Did he have any hair? Oh, I thought you were asking me, do, do I need paddles? Am I going to have a heart attack live on air? <laughs> that, that too. Oh, my God. I just I, I'm, The hypocrisy of the NCAA. And you know what? They're getting what's coming to them. With the NIL lawsuit, with name, image, and likeness, they can't win a lawsuit. They'll be out of business. That's why the Big Ten and the SEC are going to get together. They're going to dictate how many teams they want in the college football playoff in the NCAA tournament. And if you don't want to play along, we'll go do our own tournaments. Right. All right, Clayton. I mean, they're... They're trending towards being extinct, really, when you look at the new dinosaurs. court case that they're platypuses one and everything else. They're platypuses. That extinct. You can't find a platypus anywhere. You can't. They're, they're exactly. done. They're like in the rock. you got to find them like, you know, Indiana Jones or something. All right. Clayton, i got to get to a network break. We had a great conversation. Appreciate you having me. I love you. <laughs> safe.